I'm stuck in the chicken coop. Oh man. Entertaining for you. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. There's a latch there so that it doesn't lock on me. Hey, this is Jared. Hey friends, this is Annette, and this is our <laughs> Azure Farm podcast where we're gonna talk about all things farm, family, home, and all things in between. We hope you enjoy it. Hello friends, how are you today? I hope you are so good. My voice has been affected by fall. Apparently on the first day of fall, this is what my voice sounds like. We're going with it. Raspy. It, it's raspy. I did have a birthday this week, so this oop, is oop. my new um, voice of 39 years old. Wow. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had a good birthday. It was nice. Um, Jared planned some fun things for me. Um, and uh, just to give like a quick note on something, because I'm not going to focus on this. It's not the subject of the matter for today. But because our last podcast was about my um, massage fiasco and my feet not being clean, um, mm. Jared was nice to get me a facial for my birthday. I've not had a facial in like I almost four years. Oh, she needed one. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, no, really. I came out of there glowing. Means, I've never seen my face glow as much as when I it's <laughs> left. It's still glowing. It was like amazing. But I, when I had had a facial years ago, the lady would massage your feet. And I'm not even going to lie. Oh. I went into this facial a little bit. Stressed? concerned that this lady was going to massage my feet and I was going to have the same problems as the last time. But thankfully that did not happen and it was nice and it went well. So whew, crisis oh, avoided, man. crisis avoided. But anyways, uh, it's been uh, one of those weeks where we just have full of activity and all the things seem to happen always at the same time. But that's kind of how it is when you live <laughs> live like this. Um, so I'm going to tell you about some of the events in the last week, and I'll start with our little goat, Oh yeah, Dahlia. She has um, been pregnant uh, about in, uh, it was in April, end of April, we had our cousins bring over their Billy goat, and his name was Billy, super original. Um, <clears throat> but he was this really tiny quirky looking little goat and so we hoped that he would breed with our two female pygmy goats uh, and we weren't sure if Dahlia was pregnant or not until she she started looking really really round and goats usually have this really kind of distended air belly but she had like a really distended belly so we finally decided okay Dahlia is definitely pregnant all the things. And so I timed it on my calendar. Like super pregnant. Yeah. I timed it to where, you know, the gestation of a goat um, is right around five months. And so the week that she was supposed to have the baby would be this last week. And so it was like, great. Okay. So, you know, my plan was to move all the goats from the front pasture to the back pasture, our larger barn is in the back of our property. It's behind our home. It's closer to the house. It has a, an actual like large, um, it's not a stall, but you know, large area um, for the animals. And so my plan was to move all the animals to that area. And then hopefully she, I could monitor her closer and she could have the babies there, you know, all those things. So last week I, um, I've been dealing with this, you know, 
old lady back leg injury for a few weeks. And so I can't run around as well as I normally would like. And so I was out there trying to get these goats and animals to follow me from one pasture to the next. It's not super close, right? Like, how do you describe it? Like the distance? I'm just traumatized by the events that ensued. Keep going. Okay. So, so anyways, I'm out there by myself trying to like get all these animals wrangled and I'm like, this ain't happening. So I call Jared who's with Ava. So he comes out with Ava. She wasn't feeling good. And so he's like having to hold her trying to wrangle these goats. And let me tell you this pregnant goat, Dahlia, she was not having it. She was not going to move from pasture A to pasture B. It was just not going to happen. And for the last month, wouldn't you say, I think you had noticed it too, there's this little spot behind one of our animal shelters in the lower pasture that is actually between a fence line and um, building. the building. So what is it, like a foot? Uh, Probably 16 inches. Okay, so maybe like 16 inches of space. And she, for the last month or so, has been tucking back in yep. there. It's shaded. It had like these nice pine needles mm-hmm. all on the ground from the trees above it. It's like a Tempur-Pedic part uh, of the pine sure. forest. Yes, it's yep. definitely that. And um, so in my head, I was like, I bet this goat is going to have the babies here. I just know it. But I was determined <clears throat> to do it my way and move her to pasture from A to B, have the babies in the nice, like, fancy hotel barn. Oh, yeah. You know, all the things, right? Well, that evening, not happening. She was not doing it. All those goats, I got the goats all up from pasture A to B. They all immediately went under the fence, back down to their other spot, because goats are notorious for getting out of fences. Oh, yeah. So if you're going to get goats, friends, just know you better have some really good fencing in place, or they're just not going to stay where they're at. So I said, whatever, fine. I will try again tomorrow. We were all out of breath. (laughs) We came back in the house. Good times. The next morning, I get up. I do my routine. Um, In the morning, usually with Ava, we go outside. We let the chickens out. We feed the cats. We feed the rabbits. You kind of have this whole process down. And then we, every morning, I have been checking on Dahlia the goat because, you know, make sure nothing happened overnight. So as I was walking towards Dahlia the goat, I look out in the middle of the grass and there's this chicken on the ground. And it was, it kind of caught me off guard because first of all, we've, we have things fenced in a certain way where normally for the most part, the chickens don't go outside of their fenced area. And so this chicken's like laying there and then closer I get, I realize that she's very injured. And so I, you know, even notice even more the fact that she must have not gone in the coop the night before. She must have been roosting in a tree or in something and something got to her. And so this poor chicken had lost, I mean, most of its feathers. It had teeth marks. It it was just so sad. And, you know, Ava is with me. So in those moments, I'm not hiding this from her. I am literally she's like, what's wrong? You know, and I'm showing her like, Hey, it's injured. You know, I just gave Ava a little, um, one of those little medical kits. She's played with you, right? Oh yeah. Doctor, like the whole thing. Oh, I've had surgeries, many surgeries. Yeah. So she's been really in tune with, don't you think with like medical stuff and like tending to people and 
yeah. doing all these things and ban so she saw this chicken and she's like, Oh, we have to help it. And so I'm just trying to be like super calm for her because honestly the chicken looked terrible. Um so that we've had our gate has had issues over the last few months. And sometimes there's like this random dog that comes around and I'm afraid that the dog had gotten to her, um, in the early morning. So, Oh, I got an idea for a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the cartoon. Yeah. It's like chicken heaven and they keep dogs in cages. You're the worst. <laughs> This is, hence why everyone always thinks that we absolutely hate dogs and we don't <laughs> no, hate whoa, dogs. No, whoa, whoa. This has nothing to do with my feelings for dogs. This has the feel of chicken feels for dogs. Because, you know, dogs eat chickens. I get it. Yeah. This okay. is like their revenge. Oh, I They're see. They're like, we Something. will show dogs in the next life by being our pets. You're the worst. Okay. So, okay. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on from Jared's analogy. Um, So I took the chicken to the barn um it reminded me of um a few months ago i think we talked about being prepared and having like a first aid kit available um and things you might need on hand if something happens to your animals and just the the thought of being prepared and so i was glad i was i had all these ointments and all these things and so i set this chicken down and you know, I'll start spraying her and bandaging her, all these things. And I put the chicken in the this dog crate um, or cat crate or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> a large crate. Um, and so, yeah, that kind of derailed our morning, right? All the yeah. things you don't really plan on. So we did all that. I went back in the house. The day continued. Well, then, like around lunchtime, I'm like, oh, my word. Like, I didn't end up going out to the animals because, well, I don't know. Life. I found the dying chicken and blah. So I go out. And I just had this feeling, like, you know when you, like, know? I go out there, and I see Dahlia, the goat, behind that little building. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what you doing? And I turn the corner, and out jumps the most precious little tiny white goat baby I've seen in my entire life. Literally. And then I go around and look in the back of the house, and there's another one. Two. We didn't know if she would. She's a first time mom. We didn't know if she would have one or two babies. Mm -hmm. She had two babies. And can I just tell y'all, you know how when you have like your own child, they're the cutest kind of thing? Like you don't think any kid is really cute till it's like your own. And then you're like, oh, she's so cute. And then maybe like she's not that cute, but to you, she's so cute. Well, I think these are the cutest goats. Literally. Like, hands down. So I start screaming, Jared! Jared! <laughs> Did you think something happened when I started screaming? I knew there were goat babies. Oh, you knew? 100%. Oh, yeah. I was like, bring Ava! Um, so then the next part of our adventure was, because I then had to step in and micromanage, because I obviously wasn't present for the birth and couldn't micromanage that whole part of it, I then was like, I can't leave her down here. That's right. With everyone. Now, granted, I do feel like if I was a mom and just had a baby and I still had to live with all my roommates staring at me, I don't think that would be quite as comfortable as if I had my own private room for a while. So I decided we should move her and the baby goats to our bedroom. To the. (laughs) Onto our bed. Onto our bed. Wouldn't that be awesome? (laughs) Oh, no. So I. I decided she should go to the barn where I originally planned for her to have the baby in the stable with the manger, the whole thing. Okay. All true. All right. 
well, how do we get this goat up to there when she didn't want to go in the first place? So we go get this crate. <laughs> Somehow we put it next to this building where she's cornered into. I squeeze into this 16 inches of space. I'm like smashed between a barb, literally barbed wire and a wooden building. And we finally get her and those babies in the barn. Me and my bad back carry them up the hill. I don't think we were both like, we're not going to make it. We it was were intense. so tired because of course that fall weather hadn't hit quite right just yet. And the humidity was like, you could cut it with a knife. We're carrying this goat, which she's heavy. How much do you think Dahlia weighs? 600 pounds. No, Jared. <laughs> I'm trying. Well, she's sliding all over the cage. So it's like, yeah, well, so heavy? Oh, I know, I know. it's like, Whoa. we couldn't even, I know she's like little, but she is stocky. Oh, Wow. But can I tell you, it has been the greatest joy to walk out into that barn every day to see those little babies. And it's crazy how in 24 hours we went from, you know, it was like sadness with the chicken, which the chicken ended up not making it that next morning. Um, I, I feel like there's always this cycle of definite life and death on the farm. It seems like they kind of come hand in hand somehow. I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's to teach us lessons. What do you think? Do you think there's like a reason that sometimes there's these flows of, you know what I mean, happiness and sadness at the same time? Uh, you know, it's an enigma, but I think it's linked. I'm not really sure why. Maybe I know. It's, maybe it's this like gracious thing that's as you're sad about one thing, you can be happy about another. Like it keeps keeps your emotions in balance, but it sure does seem connected. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It is a roller coaster, though, a little bit. Yeah, you know. So yeah, <clears throat> that was um, that was a good, a good day, a fun time. We've never had baby goats. We've helped birth alpacas, and I will say that's been challenging every time. And these little goats, I just walked out there, and there they were, like. They were dry and everything. I mean, I don't know when they were born. I think they were born that morning when I found the chicken and I didn't make it down to the pasture, you know? Well, and they're, they're all the more healthy, healthier looking than alpacas. Alpacas look quite gangly yeah, that's and true. like that's an true. oozy so ninja turtle upon birth. And they're like, what's going to happen with this creature? <laughs> they what's can't even be? walk, right? They're the goofy. and But, uh, you know, I think it's those things of like, these two goats are so fun. They're already playing with each other. And yeah, it kind of balances out those other times where you're like, you know, there's sad times on the farm, but boy, celebrate the great times too. And um, I was actually having lunch with somebody recently and they made that comment that we should be building up in the good times. Reserves for when life pitches you curveballs and things aren't so great, you know, that you can draw from. Because if you haven't built up in the good times, the bad times are going to literally knock you on your tail hmm. physical health mental health spiritual health to always be improving those when possible in the good times then the bad times don't take you out they just knock you down and you're resilient and you can get back up didn't someone recently say to you it's really good to like write down things you're grateful for every day yeah because maybe sometimes we don't even realize what we're grateful for on a daily basis mm -hmm. because we kind of are so used to the ins and outs of a normal day that that certain things that probably truly could be a blessing or something to be grateful for kind of get missed. Yeah. No, so absolutely. Maybe that's like a good idea like to start just being more intentional about noticing 
the good in every day. So then when you have those days that there's also bad, it can help you, you know, stay positive throughout and still be grateful. Well, if you want to get really <clears throat> profound and deep, sure. check this out. Tell me what you got. Oh, man, this one is deep. Basically, um, it's about the idea of if we took time each day for careful thought and deliberate review with the goal of becoming acquainted with our own habits of life, hmm. we would better know ourselves. If we closely scrutinize, so it's kind of the idea like at the end of the day, closely scrutinizing what took place today, what were the circumstances, and then here's the key line, what were my motives? Mm. So that's really the only thing we know. Did I give somebody money today on the side of the street? What was my motive? Did I feel guilty for something I did last night? Did I really want to help that person? Did I just feel better about myself? Though that's not a bad thing. But was that my motive? Was it to show off in front of somebody? Anyway, this, this quote really brought the idea of it hones us in on our motives. If each day we reviewed our acts to see whether the conscience approves or condemns. Oh, interesting. And man, that idea of motive, I am really fascinated by that concept of what, what was the motives for the things we did today? Did we show up on time to work because we thought that's the right thing to do? Or I hope it gets me a raise. <coughs> I ch- you know, I don't know. You could go through a whole host, host of things. Why, what are my motives for this? And I think it's okay to come to the conclusion, my motives are not good. Hmm. But at least now you know, and you have the opportunity to correct that. So Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother level. Yeah. Because hmm. I think some things we just do, like maybe they just become such a part of us that we don't really know what our underlying motive is. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes we can do it in the habit of, well, just I'm supposed to do this, or I should do this, or I have to do this. But it may not be like, I really want to do this. So I think that's where questioning motive is important and healthy. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Why well, we can um, deep dive more in that okay. on a different um, on a different time. Deal. More in depth, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Well, uh, I'm grateful for this last week and all the little babies. I don't think the other goat is pregnant. No. I'm not 100%, but I'm like 95% <laughs> that she's not. Yep. Um, At least not with two. Yeah, true. I know. You're right. Like, it, yeah. I mean, that that would definitely be a surprise if I go out there and there's more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. So, next on the breeding plan is the donkeys. Ooh. Yeah, Blossom and Honey. Hello. So we're going to put them in with Buddy um, here now in October, and we'll see what happens. Here we go. So next year, maybe we'll have the little baby donkeys join. I love it. So we will continue to document the adventures, and hopefully there will be more to come. That's so right. Thank you for being a part and listening, and we'll be back next time. See you soon.